This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you Shopify is a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the, hey Marge, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Running a growing business means getting the insights you need wherever you are. With Shopify's single dashboard, you can manage orders, shipping, and payments from anywhere. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the United States. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash ifanboy, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash ifanboy now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash ifanboy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is iFanboy Media Explode, episode 30, House of the Dragon, The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. Fanboy Media Explode. My name is Connor Kilpatrick, and I'm here with Josh Flanagan. What's up, people? And Ron Richards. I'm back, baby. And we are here <laughs> to talk about media on our monthly Media Explode show that was unlocked by the patrons at patreon.com slash ifanboy. Normally, we're talking about comic books or cell phones, but this month, we're talking about media that we would enjoy <laughs> watching, things to discuss. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be spoilers for some things. Utilize the show notes, especially if you're worried about spoilers for those two shows we mentioned at the top. We'll be delving deeply into those in a minute. We always like to start the show off with what we've been enjoying, what we've been watching. And I'll start, since we're talking about what we've been enjoying, I'm not going to talk about the Quantum Leap reboot, which is an abomination. I'm uh-huh. not going to talk about how Law and Order seems to be coming from Earth 2. It's not quite right. It's close enough, but it's not quite right. <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> so I'm going to talk about a show I really enjoyed watching over the last month, and that was Welcome to Wrexham. Oh, oh yeah, I was gonna I was gonna mention that. I'm ha- that was don't spoil it for me. That I'm halfway was the through. show I was gonna do, but I forgot about it when I said I didn't have a show. Well, we can all do it together. <laughs> and, and tell everybody what it is, and then I'll tell you the funny yeah. thing that my wife said. So Welcome to Wrexham is uh, basically a documentary series that chronicling the purchase of the Wrexham Football Club by Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney. and that's the sort of pitch but really it's about the town and the people in the town and the team 
And it's, you know, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhinney are in a lot in the beginning as you sort of learn about the purchase and the, the club and everything. And then they show up a little more towards the end. But the middle is basically just a little documentary every week about this town of Wrexham in Wales. You know, it's like a lot of small towns in the UK, a lot of small towns in the United States just sort of down on its luck a little bit. And they've got one of the oldest clubs in English football, and they have one of the oldest stadiums still being used in... I think it's the oldest. The oldest. And, you know, there's a lot of pride that goes in the town and the club. And, and it's, I just found it utterly fascinating, you know, that there would be an episode about the, the shopkeepers. There was an episode about the people who worked at the club. Yeah. There was an episode about the players. The episode about the players' wives. I mean, it was all very interesting. And really engaging. Yes. And, and, like, the idea of the community around fandom and, and all that sort of stuff. And there was toxic stuff about it. There was an episode about the toxic side of it. It was yeah. all very good. Yeah. So the two observations from my wife and I have been watching it have been that the guy who worked for McElhaney and like the mm-hmm. writer's rooms, mm-hmm. like Humphrey. went there to be the executive director and his varying states of facial hair Long and hair, hair length. Yes. Couldn't tell who he was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, he's, he's, he's also married to Megan Gans, who is, mm-hmm. the, Who's that? she's the executive producer on Sunny and on Mythic Quest. She's a co-creator of Mythic Quest. Yeah. And he's a writer on one or both of them, but he's an actor. Yeah. Yeah, there's one part later on you guys haven't seen probably where he's shooting an audition tape for Obi-Wan Kenobi. I saw it. I finished it. I haven't finished it. I'm halfway through. I haven't seen it yet. So the, the, so that that's the other part of it is that when they get into the soccer team actually playing and like whether or not they're going to do well or not and, and like Carrie turns to me and she's like, we can just look up to see how they did in this past season. I was like, right, but I don't want to no, spoil it. So <laughs> you could also just look up any movie's plot line and read it. I mean, or you no, I know, no, but it was just funny because it was like it was about a real thing right. that like you could just look in the news. I just you know, like that's it was the same thing when we were yeah. watching a Lakers show. I was like, I kind of remember what happens, but when I didn't, I didn't want to know. Right. Yeah. I spent a disproportionate amount of time looking at Ryan Reynolds and being like, I can tell that he's a movie star. Like he yeah. doesn't look like other people, but trying to work out why. And like Rob McElhenney, he's not a bad looking dude. No. But next to Ryan Reynolds, he looks like a troll. Right. Well, I don't say troll, but thing. you know what I mean. The, yeah. the episode we we just watched an episode tonight, and the and they were talking. It was some of the older generation of fans, and they're like, "When we heard Ryan Reynolds and somebody else bought the team, <laughs> like like there's a lot of like people not knowing who like, Rob McElhenney is." That like at least when they were talking about him, they knew Rob McElhenney's name because they just called Ryan Reynolds yeah. Deadpool. Yeah, exactly. The other funny thing is that clearly Rob McElhenney was the one super into this, whereas. Yeah, mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds had. They talk about it a bit more towards the end. Had to be sort of dragged into that. I looked it up. Do you guys know how much they paid for the team? No, how much? How much do you think they paid for the team? I couldn't even guess. Five, two and a half million. Yeah, it wasn't. It's Jeez. not a. Ton, not a lot. But it's a lot. I mean, it, it's not yeah. that the purchase isn't a lot. It's the ongoing maintenance. Right. And then there's maintenance. Yeah. There's an yeah. episode where they talk the about pitch. that. If they don't make to the next level, they're gonna have to pay like a million a year to maintain the team. But if they do, they'll get covered by the cost. There was all these sponsors that wouldn't have been otherwise. Oh, so they TikTok, TikTok, and they TikTok, yeah, you know, exactly, and and, yeah. and Reynolds' own company. Yeah. I mean, Reynolds, like, I don't understand how he runs his life. Like, I I don't understand how he can do that many things. It yeah. doesn't make sense. To, yeah. Like, it's hard enough being a movie star. That alone, and doing like producing and you know whatever. But he's got like all these other businesses. He's doing ads. Like, he's involved to some extent. Yeah, he has a telecom company. He, I think he sold mm-hmm. Aviation Gin. Yeah, he did. But yeah, right. I mean, he's got a lot going on. But yeah, it, it's I just found it really interesting and fun and funny. Good. It was really good. Yeah, really well done. And he announced the season two is coming, which was strange because mm-hmm. I watched it on broadcast and 
they were like burning through the episodes, which usually a sign is they're they're killing the show. Yeah, the, at the end they put four up. I think the last. Yeah, week. it was like one a week, and then it was two a week, and then it was three a week, and then one was on like Saturday at like noon, and then the last four all the same night. And I was like, oh no, this show's doomed. But then he put on Instagram that they were putting another season out. So who knows? Yeah, I'm guessing it picked up in streaming. Like that, they got people watching it that way. Yeah, so I, I thought it was terrific. If you, you don't have to like football or even no. know about football, like it really does. They actually do a really. They do a really good job of explaining how the English system worked. I never understood it before. Yeah. Yeah. And I also thought the goalie was really bad, but it turns out he was really good. But they just showed him <laughs> being bad for a while. Yeah, they yeah. kind of made how that up. People a all bit. know the song. Yeah. Well, drama, you yeah. know. Yeah. It seemed like he had one bad game. They played up that one bad game a lot. And then. Right. Anyway, it's a half hour up show. So it's like 20 something minutes and super fun, I thought. Yeah, I've been enjoying it. Like I said, I think we just we just finished episode six and enjoying it a lot. Yeah, it's worth it. Well, keep the theme of sports, Josh. Why don't we hand it to you? Oh man, NBA started up. What is it? We're in the second. We're at the end of the second week now. Season openers were, were last week, and like for some reason, like during the playoffs, my wife became like an actual basketball fan. Like she is way into the Celtics. We watched every game in the playoffs. We watched almost. I think we've watched three of the four or five games that have been out this this season. I'm watching it right now. I'm not particularly a Celtics fan, but that's the one that I get to watch the most. It's the regional but, team. It's the games you get. Yeah. It is, but I've never liked being the person who likes... I, I'm, I'm Who would you say you're a fan of? I'm not. I, I was talking to our friend Hang about this, because I don't really care who wins. I like seeing really good people do really well at their jobs. And so when I watch okay. a game, I think during a game you get... You sort of get a sense of like, oh, I'd like, I'd like to see this team win right now because somebody's doing really well and they deserve it or whatever. But I, I just love watching players. You know, I've got players who I like more, and so therefore I kind of like that team at, on that night. But like when I was watching the playoffs last year and even the finals, like I was like, I kind of don't care who wins. They're both interesting stories, which goes back to the right. same thing of like, you know, the old like I have no investment in a, a in a specific team though, like none, never have. I, it just doesn't work that way. But that's not that much different than watching, like, for instance, like the World Series right now, and I'm, neither team mm-hmm. that's in it I'm rooting for. So I would, well, the World Series is a bad yeah. example because I hate Houston. But like, the, I watched all the playoffs, all the all of the rounds, every game, and I don't, you know, if I if my team's not in, I find okay, which give me a good game, give me a fun situation. That's that's what I'm rooting for. Yeah, and I just I you know, and I I read like the news, like I, like when I turn on my news app, I'm like, all right, I'll go to the NBA news. And I think that this is all a reaction to the fact that I'm kind of bored of like most of the entertainment. We were talking about that in our hangout, you know? And then the other thing is the news is so terrible that I can watch this and you guys, you've been watching baseball. So maybe you've experienced this, but I haven't in a long time yeah. is like, I can just watch a basketball game and there's nothing overtly political about it or, or like you can just watch the thing. I mean, obviously it's political. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on there in a way. But it's been, you know, and it's fast. Like, you're keeping all, all what's going on. Like, why are the Lakers so bad right now? Like, they're terrible. Right. Yep. Are the Nets going to be any good? You know, good. I mean, I started watching, I want to say, in the middle of last season, sort of like really paying attention. I watched all the playoffs. And this this season, I was, I was ready for it. And I'm kind of didn't expect to, like, I've been watching games most nights. I don't know who I am anymore. <laughs> But it's it's been really, good. No, it's awesome. It's been really fun just to have a thing that is feels fresh and interesting. But I watch basketball all the time in high school, and so it's not like I don't know the game. And I've gotten used to the new game with the threes and the flopping and everything. <laughs> so that's probably it. That's what I've been watching. 
I've been enjoying the docu-series on Disney Plus called Light and Magic, which is all about the story of industrial light and magic. Oh, I believe our friend Mike Rimmel is watching it. He's telling me about it. Then I should watch it. Yeah. What I find interesting about it is this might be the last one because everybody's getting old. And they've got uh, George on it, and they've got John Dykstra on it, and they've got Dennis Murin. They've got all everybody who was there, and they're all talking candidly. Oh, really? Yeah. So if you're familiar with the making of Star Wars and the history of industrial light and magic, you know that they built this special effects house to do Star Wars. And George Lucas went to London to go shoot the actors. And John, D- John Dykstra was just to hire everybody and Van Nuys to do the effects. And when George came back from London, they had one shot done. <laughs> and like, so you've got George like saying, <laughs> yeah. And so you've got, you've got Lucas today saying, I, I, I think he's just in over his head. Like they were just like talking frankly about what happened and like and the evolution of it and then the success and then the move up to the Bay Area and and how not everyone got invited, including John Dykstra, didn't get invited up to up to Marin to to make Industrial Light and Magic and all this sort of stuff. So it's like you know it, like I've seen every making of Star Wars documentary over the years. Like there's the one that we grew up with, right? Yep. The one that came out with Jedi that that I I know by heart and that sort of thing. But like this has been somewhat interesting and illuminating in that it's like a little more like everyone's a little older Mm -hmm. and either doesn't remember it as well exactly, or doesn't care as being (laughs) not that, not that there's a lot of salty, you know, in it, but like they're being honest, which I, which I was worried about burning bridges and getting jobs anymore, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Are they airing grievances? That's interesting. No, I don't say they're in grievances, but they're being, there definitely is a feeling of honesty in it, which I think is, is interesting. Sure. So uh, light and magic. It's definitely if you're a Star Wars fan or movie fan, because it goes beyond Star Wars. Like the series goes sure. to the, it's it's all about industrial light and magic, not just about Star Wars, but Star Wars is such a big part of like the first three episodes. It's in the DNA. I mean, you can't yeah, get away from for it. sure. Very cool. All right, so those are those things we've been enjoying. We want to get quickly into our main topics because there's a lot to talk about. So we're going to talk about the two big fantasy series that just were they were airing at the same time. They just sort of wrapped up together, sort of a couple of weeks apart. Now we've all watched them. Let's dive in to the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power, and the House of the Dragon discussion. Let's start off with the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power, which was on Prime. It's going to be meaty. And it's it was be meaty. eight episodes on Prime. This is the big deal that was struck by Lord of the Rings superfan Jeff Bezos. I think $500 million was said to be the budget. It's the story that takes place well in the past. It does not touch or deal with stuff that happens in the films. It is... Pre the third age, what is that's, it? The third age. That's not entirely true. No, not entirely true. But because there's characters who are basically immortal, but still, it's the story that le- that leads up to this little pre-story, the first part of the movie. So this is a prequel. What you're prequel. saying? It's a prequel, right? But it, like, if like I, the point being, like, if you've read the book more so, but or watched the movies, like this is a lot of the stuff that they spoke about, like as legend in the past, and sort of like where where they come from, which is which is not apparent if. Which is not apparent at first. Yeah, I like, mean, it, I, I think it like for a while you're just like, who are these people? Why am I? <laughs> why am I? Yeah, so I mean, yeah, watching this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Were you guys excited for this when it was announced? We all love the movies. Yeah, sure. So you were excited for it? No, I mean, I, I'm I'm bad with that question. I don't I don't get terribly excited. Josh doesn't get excited. He doesn't get excited about anything. Um, I think I was more I was curious Intrigued. about it. Yeah. yeah, I was intrigued about it. I think I was probably skeptical. Yeah, that that too, that too, right? Because because like let, let's be honest, at its heart, this is fanfic. Well, I mean everything. Uh, By what definition? 
definition of that, it is not adapting anything Tolkien wrote. Hmm. He wrote everything in in detail somewhere, didn't he? I don't, I don't know. I don't know the details on it. But so that's uh, interesting is that I think I had that opinion of it going into it. I think that I thought once I heard there's no Peter Jackson, there's not anything to do. I thought, oh, they're going to do like a different thing. But watching it, it still felt of a piece. You know, there was there was an action scene at one right. point where I was like, oh, they're doing Peter Jackson here. Like everybody talked like they did in Lord of the Rings. I don't know where they shot. Yeah, yeah, the orcs. Well. That, yeah. Yeah, it may yeah. as well have been New Zealand. I don't really know, but no, it's not. It, w- it wasn't like a bold new take, which is good in this right. instance. Well, you can't really. I mean, you can't really. It's it's, it's the the iconography of the you, fantasy you can, world is based on this world. It's got. I mean, it's. I know, but there's lots of different ways to shoot this thing, and they shot it. Yeah, but you're not going to spend five hundred million dollars on an experiment. You're going to stay in the safe zone of keeping it looking and feeling like some some familiarity, yeah. right? Yeah. So. I mean, if you wanted to get fired, you do that. I was. I mean, I don't think I was excited. I was more curious. Uh, you know, we're in the age now where everything is going to get made again or get prequelized or sequelized. And so yep. it doesn't matter what it is or if there's any source material, like Ron said. It's just it's going to get done. So when, uh, the inevitable announcement for Lord of the Rings is like, okay, well, here we go. And like I think like Josh said, I wasn't sure was it going to be a remake or what, but, you know. You, and so I was, I was like not that, excited. Yes. Everything's going to get remade and sequelized or whatever, but it tends to be that the exception is that they're good, not the rule. So with, like, the Watchmen TV series, that was unexpected. And then this being mm-hmm. good, you, I just didn't. I just assumed. I was like, probably not good. Might be. That'll be interesting. All right. Which we can also and I, I don't know that. Watch. And I don't know that in the first couple episodes didn't didn't lead in that direction. You know? Like, uh the first couple were kind of dull, and there was a lot of characters, and you didn't yeah. really know who anybody was. And I found myself super distracted in the first third of the show, and the reason being is that I, I fell into the trap of falling prey to trying to figure out, am I supposed to know who these people are? Right. right. Because it, it opens up with Galadriel who like, OK, yes, that's clearly that is Cate Blanchett. OK, now I'm, I'm trying to resolve a younger version of her. And would she be like this and stuff like that? And then then they introduce Scott Snyder. I mean, um, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 Elrond. Right. Um, right? I'm, I'm like, OK, so Elrond, is, you know, Mr. Smith. OK, so, so the, then then they then they introduce then they introduce a bunch of people who are like I frantically looked up. To, like, am I supposed to know who this person was? And I'm not right. Hal Brand. I, I don't know that, who that is. And blah, blah. I well, hang on. Up. Then they introduce introduce this guy Isildur and I'm like Isildur? okay wait is this is this the Isildur or is like Isildur just like Steve and <laughs> right. this is just a Isildur right and I and I found myself doing that every and it took like th- four episodes for me to just like stop to turn my brain off and just watch the story for what it was because I was trying to figure out the connections to what I knew it was very distracting. That's prequelitis. That happens to me with every yeah everything like that. I'm like, wait, is that the guy? Is that the who? Who's that? Because my wife knows knows the books better than I do. I'm like, is that who is? And after a while, she's just like, shut I up. I used to know the books. If I had seen this ten years ago, it'd been easier. But I've forgotten a lot of it. Yeah. And also, I'm doing the same thing yeah. in the next year. We're going to talk about too. I'm like, is that who? Wait, what? Oh, it's the same thing. It's, it's just a matter of when things are connected to the thing you know really well. You're like, wait, am I supposed to know who that is? And after a while, well, I mean, you and have also to stop. 
there's just a general there's so much stuff now that that there's always this feeling like did i miss something i was supposed to know it's all just a different version of like there's so many things to pay attention to and when a, a plot comes on as a right. bunch of new characters and especially if it's in a fantasy setting where everybody's got weird ass names or in the case yeah. of the next show where everybody has weird ass names that sound exactly like the other weird ass names but with a different letter on them you know it's hard so this was eight episodes and i liked the second half, the second four, better than the first four. I liked the last two the best. Yeah. But overall, I don't know that this was a good show. I liked watching it. I didn't love watching it. I, I think I actually fell behind a couple of weeks. I had to catch up. Yeah. I, I was talking to my buddy, our buddy Hank about this, who we talked about earlier. His friend described it as if someone gave the CW $500 million to make a show. Like, <laughs> yeah, I can see that. <laughs> I didn't find most of the actors compelling or interesting I thought they were most bland to a certain extent. There were so many characters; and they were all over the map. First of all, I didn't know how they were in relation to each other. Like you know, you don't really know the map of the world very well. So I didn't know. In the beginning, it's like you're, you're there's like four different groups of people, and you're following them around. But you're, you kept bouncing around between the groups. You don't know how they interact with each other or how they're, why they're important with each other. And I just felt myself really kind of detached from most of it. By the end of it, I was much more into it. But it took a long time to get there, and I'm not sure. I'm not sure it was super successful as an opening season. I think if you're not really, really into it, you might yeah. not have made it through the whole eight. It was very sleepy to start. Well, the, I mean, like, the first, it was a slog. The first episode was a slog, but it's because it was all elf shit, which was the worst part right. of the oh, movie. Right. That, that, that's, that was the other thing. Like, I watched the, I remember because we, we put on the first episode, my wife watched it with me, and she was like, halfway through the first episode, she's like, I'm out. And we, we paused it, and I'm like, here's the issue. When the f- movies came out, we used to joke that the elf parts was when you went to the bathroom in the theater because you wouldn't miss anything because right. it was so slow and quiet and all this sort of stuff. And this seems to be all elf part, <laughs> yeah. which, which seems like a bad approach. <laughs> yeah, the pacing was very odd in that way. But I mean, I, I think the show depended on the fact that you were going to watch it all the way through. Right. Like if you said oh, I'm gonna watch this until I'm, uh, you know, until I get bored and then I'm gonna get out, then it's not rewarding at all. But I found that I think slightly different than Connor is that I found it to be a slog through most of it, and I wasn't gonna watch it. Like we, you said, you were doing this, and and I didn't think I was even gonna, gonna make it. But it right. did pick up, and then I think that by the end, the rewards were worth it, and you had spent enough time sort of getting to know these other world, these other versions of the world that we knew and sort of right. it comes together but you really had to wait for it you know that last two episodes i think really did pay off yeah i mean that and, was the, and I, I think was it was like, the okay. second to last one right yeah. where they came together finally the characters it was like yeah and 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 even even the last episode with the reveals and and the payoffs and stuff like that but then i found myself walking away from the last episode feeling like finishing the last issue of wolverine origin Right, where it was like I don't want I don't like one of the reason why Sau- Sauron was so terrifying in the the Lord of the Rings trilogy is because you never see him. Yeah, but but that story's in there. So you, like, you didn't Sauron, know he was sexy, Ron. He was a sexy, he was. sexy no, no, the, He was yeah. he was pretty and he was he was charming and a smith and he was I mean but like that's that's the story that's in that's in the Tolkien. And, sure, and I'm, so not, I'm they're, not. Yeah, they're showing yeah. it to you, but but I also you know like. I kind of fell for the for the misdirection thing. Sure, um, everybody I, did. I think I want to say everyone did. Yeah, I yeah. want to say in episode five or four, whatever. I was like, oh, that dude's probably Sauron, but the old the old man, and then the stranger one. Yeah. The, oh, I knew for for a, for a, like 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 th- episode three or four. I'm like, oh, he's a wizard. 
Right. Well, is he uh, like Sauron, the, or so is he? You know, that was the. I they thought. Were trying to make it think yeah, I thought he might be yeah. Sauron at first, and because the yeah. other one you didn't really suspect, and then there was like one line in the seventh episode, I think, where yeah. they said, "Oh, we'll control the flesh," and she's like, "Wait, wait, who said that?" Yeah. And, and I went, oh! And, and I remembered, I remembered that like the story of Sauron is that like he was, he was, you know, he was a human prince. He was, you know, a, you know, he's Voldemort. He's, yeah. you know, good-looking, charming, you know, interesting dude, which is much more interesting, you know, than the old wizened wizard guy. Is this supposed to be Gandalf? Do we know? They haven't said. We, but that's we, the the, there was, there's a lot. There's a line at the end of the last episode when he says, "Follow your nose," because yeah. that's what Gandalf says to Frodo. Right. So it's a, indicated that that it's Gandalf. And he has yeah. a big. He has a deep love of the hobbits, and so the Harfoots are yeah. sort of the, the, the progenitors yeah, the, of that. The proto hobbits. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I know I'm comparing movie stars to TV stars, but like, you know, there's no Viggo Mortensen amongst the cast. There's no. You know, yeah. there's no Sean yeah. Bean. Well, there's no I think Orlando I, Bloom even. I came around on, on Galadriel. I think that she was really good. She's the best one. The guy who plays Elendil looked and felt the part, although he's not like the hero. Like, you know, he was like one of the writers of Rohan kind of people, you know, mm-hmm. right. uh, Carl Urban, you know, that, yep. kind, that kind of. I was like, yeah. okay, that works. The, the lead elf in the sort of rebellion part, I don't know. Like a lot of the people playing Aaron elves Deer. didn't, yeah, it didn't seem like elves to me. Like yeah. they didn't move in that way, and ha- like the dwarves seemed like dwarves. I was like, those are great dwarves, yeah. you know. But some of the elves were just kind of all over the place uh, in in terms of their like in Lord of the Rings. You like I did not like the elves, although I did like I did like Selimbrimber, the 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 guy who made the rings. <laughs> I liked him, but I did oh. not. I didn't. I didn't like the elf king. He's, I didn't. I didn't like. That, I don't like the elves. That was the, one of the only actors who I knew from something else. Yeah, and he was in. He's in a lot of things, but he was in Toast of London, which was um. <laughs> I'm trying to think of his name. Matt Berry's show. Uh-huh. And he was like Matt Berry's weird actor roommate, and I I can't see him as anything else. <laughs> and so it's difficult, and so I was like, oh, he's a doddering, funny old fool, and and yeah. I, but I don't know what he was supposed to be because that's all I saw. Yeah, I, I, like the factions just seemed a, a little a little different. I like the I like the relationship between uh, Elrond and uh, the dwarf Doran, the prince yeah, dwarf. Prince. I like that a lot. His, yeah, yeah. Uh, I like I like that the dwarf and his wife really got along well. <laughs> like they loved each other. I thought it was really sweet. Yeah. You know, like there there were parts of it there. Like the you know, we never really understood what Mithril was or Mithril. Um <laughs> There's a lot of they were really going for the elven language. Yeah. You know, the little girl who was the Harfoot girl, she was great. Yeah. yeah. You're right, there wasn't any movie stars, but I would well, it's interesting like I don't think that any of those people were movie stars when they did Lord of the Rings. They just that's my point. But they they, they had they had quality yeah. to them that you couldn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's another criticism I'll have for the next show too. Is that there's no one who you're just like, whoa, who is this actor? I think there's at least one in the other. It's two people in the other show. Well, the other one has more. We'll get to the other. But this one, I felt really yeah. like, you know, it was a lot of bland performers. It felt like the Cimmerillion. It felt like appendices. Yeah. There's some really talented actors here, but I just feel like the roles they're playing, maybe it's the direction. If one of them walked in this room right now, I don't know that I recognize him. Not just because of the it was all makeup. It was all pretty underplayed. Like, there were not big heroic moments for people other than maybe... Glad not for a while. A they were bit. at the end. Yeah, but, but even so, like, you know, there just weren't super memorable scenes in general, I think. I don't know. It was, it was, it was very subtle, but I kind of don't mind that. 
I mean, it's not a bad show. I'm not saying it's a bad show. I just told no, it was it, yeah. Show. I, well, yeah. Money all over the screen. I mean, like, oh, yeah. yeah, it looked beautiful. Yeah. And oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely found myself enjoying it more towards the end than than in the beginning. But it's better. Isn't that better? Like, isn't if you had to choose a way? Yeah, I mean, I, w- I prefer I prefer steady to be yeah, honest. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, like, but no, it's like anything. A show has to find its footing. So if somebody came up to you and said, "Was Lord of the Rings good?" What would you say? It was. It was all right. I think it was pretty good. And if you really like Lord of the Rings, I think it's worth the time. And I had to come fully around. Right. You know, like I, for a while, yeah. two episodes in, I was like, I don't want to watch. If it wasn't for the show, I wouldn't have done it. Right. And I'm glad yeah, we had to I tell did. you to keep watching. We had to tell you to keep watching. Yeah. But it, it was worth it. I think it was good. It's one of those things like, what was it successful? Did it know what it was doing all along? Did it have to take time to find its footing? Yes. But it found it, and that's where the payoff was. I will say my experience with watching it towards the end, when they, when the, the last two episodes, when they activated the, the volcano, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, it's Mordor. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, kinda, I did prequel grown there. And then but in the first the episode, in the last episode, when they did the misdirect with the stranger to make you think that it was when they, you know when the creepy bald person told the 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 guy in the robe that he was Sauron I like paused it and I groaned and my wife was like what's the matter I'm like oh they just did something really stupid you know they made somebody who I didn't want to be Sauron Sauron and then I, then I didn't see the Halbrand thing coming and then I was like oh okay it rede- so it redeemed himself from my yeah. my prequel annoyance you know like so which is which is good like you but know, the well thing played. is you also like half of it was complaining about this is fan fiction I don't know who any of these people are to oh I don't want him to refer to the other stuff like you can't have it both ways no, I, I can try. Well, I know, yeah, no, but you're right. like, I know. Like, <laughs> like you just complained about both sides of it, and they both they both paid off. I like the way. Mordor change. I like how they use the title on yeah. the screen to change. I thought that was good. Yeah, I, yeah, that was actually really helpful, and it could have been goofy, but it, they did it well. I gotta say, I think that the the, the moment the show turned is when the orcs show up. Like that's they show when very early. Okay. Yeah, yeah but like, like two or three. Like, I think. I know, but I feel like 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 we spent more time with them. We there's one of the episodes that start where like they have some of the elves like doing their labor for them, and you realize like oh they can't come out in the light, and and you know that's and you meet yeah, you forget you know. that in the film very early on. It's like the the big news is that the orcs can come out in the daytime, right? Uh, there's the like half elf guy because the 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 story is that orcs were elves once, you right. know, and they were tortured and yeah. turned into and I, and I like that you saw that guy who was sort of like halfway in between Aaron I, I forget his name but he was great he was he was really good to watch he's a great bad guy he was interesting he, he was he, he was compelling. and he played it down the middle like he wasn't evil evil he he was like you kind of like you well, he got, gotta play it straight well no but he even like had like some nobility about him he was referring to them as his kids and said something along the lines of like do they have no more right to exist than you right you know and 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 Galadriel's like I'll kill every one of them and you kind of think well, wait a minute. What, what makes you right? Right. I thought that was really interesting. So, as a transition to the other show, the second season of Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, and House of the Dragon, you're not going to see either one until 2024. I'm okay with that. I think that's fair. That's fine. I'd rather that than than rushing it. I mean, you got to yeah. do a good job. Do a good job. I mean, I feel I feel like with both of these shows, these are shows that are adjacent to things that I like that I didn't ask for. I didn't ask for any of this. <laughs> I didn't ask for any of this. I didn't know. <laughs> there's, a, there's a pull quote. This was adjacent to things that I like that I didn't ask for. Is that a good review or not? I don't know. Put it in the box. Let's transfer over to House of the Dragon, or Hot D, as it's known in our house. 
on HBO and HBO Max, and this has been filling the, the Game of Thrones time slot. It's been a huge hit for HBO, and uh, this is the prequel for the Game of Thrones series. It takes place 172 years before Danny Targaryen's born. And that's to do with her family, the Targaryens. 172 or more? You told me years. like a while ago that it was a lot more than that, Connor. I thought it was a lot more. Yeah, yeah you said that, and I was then I was watching. And I was like, but I uh. don't think. No, no, it's the Rings of Power. It's thousands of years before. This is 172. Years. You mix it up. Though. I must have you mixed it too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So this is the, about the machinations of the Targaryens on the throne in King's Landing, and similar to the Rings of Power. I don't know if this is a good show, but I was excited to watch it every week and i think it's mostly because i just love being in that world and in the warm embrace of westeros but i don't know that the show was good similar to my last thing about rings of power is that i wasn't super excited about it because i got less excited about the show as it went on like i really liked it at first and then my interest kind of waned and so when this came back i thought well i mean it could be good but it could not be no no you know where or another and again it was kind of slow at the beginning but after just a little while, once I kind of started to sort out who everybody was, and there were problems with that. This was much more confusing. Well, yeah, you know, part of the problem is there's three Targaryen names, and they all have right. them. And you're like, which Aegon right. are you talking yep. about? And they all have the same hair. Yep. <laughs> I found myself really invested. Like, you know, we were watching it as they came out, and, and you know, I think, well, I want to say three or four episodes, I think Lindsay was like, are we going to keep watching this? And then she came around <laughs> at one point. And I think, uh, you know, I was, I, was one, I was pretty into it by the end. I, I, really I had the same it. issue. Like, Megan, so after the first episode, she was like, I'm not going to watch this. And I said, okay, I'm, I'll watch it. And she's like, I'll, just have, I'll be here while you're watching it, you know. And then eventually mm-hmm. became in- interested in what was happening. But I don't know. It just, it's almost like there's this big, beautiful world, and they spend the entire time in one room. That's kind of what the show yep. is. And. Wow. That was yeah. sort of a downside for me. The thing that it made me realize, in addition to it being in one room, it made me also realize that like I don't like Targaryens. <laughs> they're, like, they're all kind of they're all kind of awful. And like Danny was great, but then I'm reminded of her her shithead brother in the first season, right? Like yeah. so, I'm like Targaryens aren't nice. Like no. I don't. Like- <laughs> but, but that's but that's the thing. I mean, they were warlords. Yeah. They had the dragons. Right. Like they're they're powerful. Yeah. That's not. That's not not in keeping with sort of how power. Sure, works. but the, when you're watching a show, yeah. you want some, you need someone to root for, and there's not anybody to root right. for. Right? Yeah, I, I I had I struggled with finding somebody to root for a lot for? in the show. The Starks, Snow, all the Starks, John Snow, yeah, Starks, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean that's true, but they killed Ned Stark like right away. All so. of the Starks, the kids. Yes. I mean, they were all they were all basically good. In and yeah, not only that, point. not only no one to root for, but no one enjoying any moment of their lives on this show. It's just <laughs> at all. <laughs> and again, I, I enjoyed watching the show, but for the most part, it's just like everyone's dour and sad, and no one makes yeah. cracks a joke, and no one seems to know how to smile, and no one has a good time. Even when they had sex, it was like really awful and terrible. <laughs> this show is more from the point of view of the female characters, and I think that part of that is that like they had kind of the, they had a shitty raw deal. And so it makes it less swashbuckly and fun, I, I think. Right. Because um, they were because their lives were so controlled. I mean, that was one of the sort of major themes. And so, it, yeah, it's it's sort of less fun in that way. But I, I did find it. Uh, you know, I liked seeing bits of Daenerys in this. Like you'd see in Rhaenyra, you go, oh, okay, I, I kind of I liked those connections. I thought that they made sense. And I did think that that there were a couple of performances 
and a couple of the actors a few that really kind of stood out to me. I was blown away by Matt Smith, you know. Yeah. You know, I watched him on Doctor Who and he was fine, but that's actually when I stopped watching the show. And he was great in The Crown. But I thought in this, he just played against type so much. And I was like, oh, he's he, like, he's he's unpredictable at best, evil at, you know, worst. Yep. And and then Patty Considine, I was like, wow. I did, well, yeah, I, he was great. Amazing. Yeah. And then yeah. the, the first Rhaenyra, more so than the second, I was just like, well, she's yeah. fascinating. Millie Alcock. The time jumps were struggling. Yes. And when they switched yep. from young Renera to old Renera, I like I was like, uh like I did not like that. Like I missed her. Like I thought she was really yeah. interesting. And if they just stayed in that time period or whatever. And that was also part of the problem of the show was the structure was bad. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't clear how much they jumped and then some people some people were the right. same actors and some weren't, and then there were a bunch of kids and they had different names, and I was like, that that episode was a lot of Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, who's this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you meet all the other blonde kids, and they all have the same name. And uh, yeah, those were. It was weird. So if they, they clearly want to get to the Civil War, right? So this is like the, the, all these yeah. Game of Thrones books are based on real historical things that happened. You know, Game of Thrones itself was the, the War of the Roses, and this one, I think, I forgot the name of it, but it was the Civil War that happened in England when the family broke apart English and the two sides. The two sides went to battle. They wanted to get to there, but they also wanted to lay the groundwork. But the problem was the groundwork took place over the course of like 20 years. So you were dealt with, A, everything both moving too fast and too slow at the same time. And you never got a footing. You couldn't really... Yep. By the time you got to like somebody, they were gone. Also, if you thought too hard about it, you're like, well, what's happened in the last 10 years? Because nothing has seemed to ch- right. mm-hmm. change since last week. Everyone is still, still in the same place with the same grievances and the same grudges. Nothing has happened in, yeah, in a, a decade. Right. There's a lot more to their lot they did life than just having kids. They they're they're sure. trying to constantly cut each other's throats and so they didn't nothing ever happened for ten years. It was just a very bizarre way to do it. Again, I, d- I liked it and I liked it by the end of it I'm excited to get to, to where it's going, but it's just so so strange. The, the like where Lord of the Rings is too big in the beginning, this is way too small in the beginning. I think where it gets you is that there are there are a lot of interesting characters. And I know that you said there wasn't anybody to really root for, but and I don't know anyone's name, so this is going to be harder. The cousin, the the lady with the white hair, who was the uh, then the the lady of the Driftmark. Mm-hmm. She was fascinating because you know yep. what she'd been through, and you kind of couldn't tell where she was coming from. And then she got her badass moment, and even Rings. after that, she's standing there, and you're like, I'm not sure what she's doing. And she was playing it real close to the vest, which I liked. I liked that her husband, you know. He had a lot, I thought the, the characters were actually relatively complex in what it was they wanted and how they acted in that way. And I think most of them you kind of can't tell. Like uh, the king, you know, uh, Eris? Patty Considine. Viserys. The first thing Viserys. You, Viserys. The, the thing you see at the beginning is that, like, oh, he loves his daughter and he loves his wife. But then he has his wife more or less killed so that he can have a baby and that baby dies. It's a terrible thing. But after that, he's kind of a good guy. Right. You know, as far as these things go. And then the, it's funny, in the time jump, I was like, does he know all of his kids are fucking horrible? And <laughs> But also, like, why are they horrible? Because the mother, Allison, t- uh, <laughs> oh, that was our big joke. You can sing the Elvis Costello song. You just had a... T- <laughs> That's funny. Um, you know, like, she was not a bad person. Like, she was p- shoved into it. Er, Viserys was was uh, in like, but the kids are just evil, and yeah. Uh, and I thought, um, roommate from Notting Hill, he was great. Yeah, uh, you know, great, and, yeah. and for a while, you 
you think, oh, he he seems like a good guy, and and he's you know he's got the ambition or whatever, but. Not like the kids are evil, which is second generation wolf people. That's often the case. Insanity runs in the Targaryen line. That's why they're sure. all evil. But also, Otto was pretty evil too. Right. So the scene when they go into the city and uh, Matt Smith and the girl like almost. Ha- it, I was like, this is the most uncomfortable scene I've. Yeah, ever it was. Watched. That was that was tough was because really she's so rough. young. Uh, and then later they get together, and I'm like, am I supposed to be okay with this? Because I'm right. I had the same. <laughs> and like they're acting like they're in love, and I was like, I am so not. And I get it. Like they had set it up. This is the thing that Targaryens do. Right. But I'm not from that world, and I'm creeped out by it. Yeah. <laughs> this franchise is normalized oh. incest. Uh, yeah, it really has. It really, yeah. really has. <laughs> like I, that was really difficult because she was. I, I guess if any of the characters are the ones that you're rooting for, you're rooting for Rhaenyra's. right? I think. Yeah, but she's like she hasn't yeah. done anything to make it worthy of it. You know, like there's just there's it's true. It's just you're doing it by default. Well, then, then the other thing about that is like those kids are clearly someone else's kids. <laughs> I know, and they just kept on, and kept like, on like no continuing the lie. I know, and no one's allowed to say, but it, like it was such an obvious lie. I was like, this is really interesting. That was, that was, like, they and then the that. one guy who goes, yeah, and the one guy who's like, listen, it's true, and he gets his face cut off for it. <laughs> the uncle, the sea serpent guy, he said, yeah. blood doesn't matter, it's the name. You know, yeah. so like they all sure, know it, but what are they going to do? Still. You know? Exactly, but I, it just—it was so far afield. It's like I don't know if you've noticed, but those people are all black with white <laughs> hair. It's really yeah. obvious. They all have it. But it was—I sure mean, what happened? It's interesting because if you compare, and you can't help but compare to Lord of the uh, Game of Thrones. There's too many things we're talking about. Game of Thrones, the original series. I mean, it took me about three or four episodes to really get into that show, like really sort of get my my feet under me and my sure. legs under me. So I, I, like I acknowledge that. People. Yeah, I acknowledged it wasn't like out of the gate, but like also out of the gate, you had some stars come out of that show. You had some bona fide stuff, people who like headline stuff now. And I don't know that you're going to have anybody coming out of this show who wasn't already a name I mean, like Patty Constantine or Matt Smith well, was already a name. So like everyone else. Negroni, was, Negroni, Subligato with Prosecco might, you know. I don't know what you just said. Did you have a stroke? You got no. You guys aren't plugged in. So they HBO Max did a behind the scenes thing to promote the show, and they had the actress who played Allison and the actress who played Renera asking each other questions. I've seen and Allison asked Alex, Allison asked Renera what their drink of choice was, and they said uh, in the British accent, somewhat sulturally, unintended, but said Negroni Subligato with Prosecco. Was and that it, like one of the kids too? And it it blew up yeah. it blew up on on TikTok and on social and all this sort of stuff where where everybody and it was like a big LGBTQ thing because because they're non-binary and all that like so sort of stuff but like and now bars were serving Negroni Subligatos like it, it was just this whole thing that came out of this one weird House of the Dragons promo thing um, so like that could elevate that that person you know possibly because it was it was a viral moment outside of the show's content mm-hmm. you know what I mean but even even the actors in the small roles like this the entire small council in game of thrones everyone in there was incredibly compelling and interesting and everyone yeah i didn't even know who anyone was even by the end of the show like wait is that guy in the yep. small council like there's no little yeah you couldn't here. they didn't focus no, they didn't they didn't focus on it yeah but, that's, but they, yeah but those actors were also really you also compelling had nothing to too. compare it to yeah 
like the first time you had nothing to compare it to, and now you do, and so therefore it's going to lack. I'm not. I'm not. You're not wrong, by the way. I, you are. The I think the other bit is that the acting in original Game of Thrones was pretty big, and in this, I mean, if you had Paddy Constantine setting the tone, like he was, he was kind of doing like subtle Shakespeare. I thought, and so I was like, this is amazing acting, but. Not in the way, again, we said the same thing about Lord of the Rings. Like, there weren't hero moments. It was, like, subtle. Right. And I, One thing I noticed, and I want to make sure I don't forget it, is that, like, House of Dragons was beautifully shot. Like, it was amazing cinematography. I kept seeing really thoughtful and interesting shots, and I wish I could remember a single one of them. Um, but it was just lit. It was really dark, I know that. But, but the sort of composition, it just felt really thoughtful and interesting uh, and good-looking. Again, all the money is on the screen for sure, although except for the fact that it all took place in that one room. Right. <laughs> and the dragons look good. The dragon fights were interesting. And, you know, you're going to, we're about that to have dra- a I thought there'd be more, I thought there, I, I was looking for more dragons, to be honest with you. I think, I well, think the that's coming later. Begun, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I just, just from a sort of business standpoint, you could just sort of see it was like, oh, everyone on Twitter complained about the sex and the violence. Well, we're going to tone that way down. And right. this is the show you get where it's not as compelling. You know? Right. It's just it's it's sort of like the world. Uh, they overreacted to the few people who are online complaining about things, and they sort right. of neutered the, sh- the excitement level of the show. Right. I think uh, who's the kid, the eye patch kid, the older version of him? Yeah, Amon. Amon. L- L- Little yeah, Matt Smith. He's the greatest. He's the yeah. greatest like bad guy looking dude in a long time. But also he, like he wasn't fully didn't seem fully evil like he had some things where i was like he's got a point there like he kind of he wasn't insane for example right but i couldn't stop looking at that dude i was like wow that's 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 a he looks like a cartoon like a cartoon evil person he also looked way cooler without the eye patch yeah i mean (laughs) the 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 one is the really evil one the king now is he the one who's the Uh, king i mean he's insane yeah he is that but he's also He's weak. He's 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 Commodus from Gladiator right. kind of thing. I think so. Um, and he didn't yeah. want to be king until he got there, and he heard them cheering for him. He's like, "Yes!" And this like, well, is pretty cool. Bad. Yeah, like I said, I'm complaining a lot because I think there was a lot to complain about. But I did I did enjoy like every week. I was like, "Ooh, it's time for House of the Dragon," and so I was you know I think by the it's end nice of it, there's a lot of interesting viewing. things. Like we went without appointment viewing for a while. The story really sort of kicks off. In nine and ten episodes, nine and ten. I mean, they're really they're just they're yeah. laying a lot of groundwork to get to that point. And then once they get there, you're like, oh, okay, now things are happening. Now there's interesting conflicts. Um, but I gotta say, I, I'm, it's interesting to hear that it's really successful because it's one of those things where it's like, who's watching this? Everybody because it's really I know I I get it, but it's really complicated, and it's really pretty subtle. It's not what I would consider to be sort of crowd pleasing and. I mean, I don't know what a hit show is at this point. Like, I don't know how many people have to watch it, but like, you've you've got to work at this. This is not basic level storytelling, I think. Yeah. And and like, just just keeping track of everybody. Like, I can just imagine people all across America that were like, no, wait, now which one's that again? Because I'm doing it. Yeah, I think I think that's yeah, hundred percent happening. And but I think I think also happened in Game of Thrones in the beginning too. Until you really got your the hang oh, absolutely. Of it. I mean, I, I read all the books in the middle of like between season one and two and that helped immensely you know yeah. because i knew but for a while uh i was pretty lost <laughs> so i don't know i mean it's in, it's interesting but i mean ron what overall like what did you 
I mean, overall, I watched it every week. I mean, I was, I was, I was pulled in. I was, I liked, I liked going back. I liked going back to the universe, and I, I, you know, wanted to see dragons. You got them, but not not as much as I thought, to be honest with you. I found myself as I'm watching it going back to. I didn't ask for any of this. Like, I, like, 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 I had a hard time really getting emotionally invested in it in the same way that I was in the previous show. Understanding that you had what, like, seven seasons of the previous show that that you that so there's a lot of investment there, and it's hard to do in. But like, it, I I found myself having a hard time hold grasping onto the thread you know and, and josh to your point yeah it's like like who you're rooting for like i, I was rooting for renera like i was rooting for she's all you had yeah she was all you had to really hold on Although, to you know they did do the thing where for a little bit you're like well am i am i okay with damon now i mean sure right yes yeah yeah with the, which was the thing that game of thrones did i mean like one of my my favorite character well, in, yeah, in that show yeah, Jamie Lannister, who starts out as evil, he discovers, you know, we discover sort of an inherent nobility about him. Yep. You know, that that's interesting. He's my favorite character in the book. So I want you both to take me through your emotional process during the foot fetish sequence. I just groaned. Yeah. It wasn't as uncomfortable as the earlier, um, which I'm just going to go ahead and call statutory family rape. <laughs> Although she was she was into it and he took off, so who knows? Yeah. It was all super uncomfortable. I mean, I think that was one of those things where I think it was, it was gross and everybody. It was actually really compelling that the woman who is queen, in order to play the game, which is going to make her father happy, has to like subject herself to this thing. And like she, and I was like, oh, she only has the 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 visage of power. Like she right. still has to do this stuff, and like that's this world's really ugly for her because she's like she's a woman, and she she's actually a really interesting character too because I don't think she was coming from a bad place, but she was forced to play the game, and she was molded into what she became by her father, and yeah, oh, even totally. Then she was, yeah. you know, and, and like the whole thing is predicated on a on a mishearing and a misunderstanding, you know, and she became really religious. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck to deal with this, but it wasn't like it wasn't fake. Like she was, I think she was genuinely, she was mostly genuine through the whole thing and just trying to get by. And she's a victim because of it. So you know the the foot thing. I don't think I needed to see him necessarily jerking off. I think I got it without it. But but it's 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 humiliating. It's it's like even even she has to deal with this. Um, Yeah, that guy that that guy who was um who's the actor who played Upham. In uh, Saving Private Ryan, that's who he looked uh, like. That's who he reminded uh, me of. And he was in Justified. Jeremy. Yeah. Jeremy. Always Jeremy. Like Gordon, the intern. <laughs> I, I thought the progression of that scene was interesting. It was like, what? Like, what's strange? She put her feet up right. on the thing, and then it was like, wait, what's happening? Oh. Yeah, I don't like that guy either. That guy. What I, mean, that you're not to, so, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How does that happen? How does that start? Yeah. <laughs> Jeremy Davies. Jeremy Davis. I'm more interested in, I think, the next seasons of both of these shows we've talked about than than I liked the first season. Like I watched the original Game of Thrones probably three times through. And I don't know that I would ever rewatch this first season of House of the Dragon. Yeah. I watched the first few seasons a bunch of times through, but then not after that. Right. But That's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean they would come, they would they would do the marathons before the new season would start and I'd watch them. Um and I, don't, I just don't know that I'd ever watch this again. I definitely don't think I'd ever watch the first season of Lord of the Rings again. I might watch like parts of it, but I just don't think... I think they're both yeah. interesting 
and shows that I enjoy watching ultimately, but I don't know that they're good shows. Right. Yeah, I, I kind of concur with that. Like, they looked great. Like, obviously, a lot of budget behind them. And I mean, like, like it was funny because halfway through the f- season of House of the Dragon, it was announced that the showrunner wasn't staying on for season two. And I just laughed. I was like, it just, you know, like, you know, how, like, this is the most important thing we're going to work on, blah, blah, blah. And it's just fraught with people having opinions and, and too many cooks and all that yep. sort of stuff. And so, yeah. So, that, I mean, that, let's, let's, this is, a, this is a, a follow up to the golden age of television. Right, and that's what we're seeing right now is because the golden age of television, you know, over. more or less, is, you know, ended with Game of Thrones. Let's yes. say, right. and then the pandemic happens, and like, where are we now? Well, this is like the late '90s in music. Like, there's just there's a few good things that come out, but they're not necessarily as memorable, and they're shadows of the stuff that came before. And now, like, we have to wait to see what comes next, right. and it's probably going to be much more. Long tail subdivided than before. Like there, it's just a lot. You know, There's a lot it. more coming out as opposed that to too. Then that's it. Everybody's trying to do their thing, but it's like ten times the amount of stuff that there was before, and so it's hard for anything to feel special. Right. What yeah. I mean is, in the golden age of TV, it was more like let's make the really good stuff that we have here, and now it's like let's just make all the stuff we have here. And there's, right. So you're because getting a lot less. Make. No, they're just because they need to fill the hoses, and so right. They is a lot less premium on quality let's make the quality stuff or what we perceive to be quality and it's just like we need to a, fill the hose and so you're just going to get a lot less special good. anymore yeah i mean no, no, I think and, it's and good it's, stuff you know, still special just there's a lot more of it to get through and find is. that supposed as opposed to like right but amc had four what, shows what is that now you know that it's like mad yeah. men breaking bad and like the walking dead and those are all pretty good you know pretty good shows like yeah. hbo only put out a couple of shows you know showtime well, had a couple it, of shows I mean, and so they could all be good. I've noticed ads on, I guess I was watching basketball, but on broadcast for HBO Max, and they were mixing in the HBO Max shows with the HBO shows. And I was like, oh, they're killing their brand. Like yeah. I was, I was well. angry at the ad because I was, you know, like those shows on HBO Max are not HBO shows and you're, you are diluting the yeah. whole thing. I guess yeah, mayor, mayor of winning, mayor, what was it? Mayor of East Town? Mayor of East Town. That was a great That was like a, that was an HBO show. Yeah, yeah. no, but I'm um, like there's there's been some, yeah. but they're they're harder to sort of get to. Is that the last really good one from HBO? The last really good Is one? Is that the last great HBO uh, show? I mean the most recent. I mean we loved Perry Mason. Oh yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Interesting, yeah. So are you excited for when 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 they announce House of the Dragons coming to you July fourth, two thousand twenty four? You'll be excited to tune in. Succession. Succession, yeah, succession. Yeah. I can't wait for succession. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like it was fun, but it isn't. It's like it's more like network TV coming back than it is like HBO TV coming back. If that makes sense. Yeah, I'm gonna watch them both. I'll be more excited for House of the Dragon, although I'm curious now to see where things go with. Re- yeah, I will watch them both. I will watch them both out of a feeling of obligation rather than excitement. <laughs> but we'll see. I mean, who's to project what's going on in 2024? So you know, I, I mean, I just finished Lord of the Rings like a few hours ago, and <laughs> there was a bit of a high on that winning time. Winning time is the other. Selling Brimbor. Yeah. I mean, in 2024, the three of us might be fighting a war in Europe, for all we know. <laughs> I, we're over the... You, yeah. you would have had to watch the, hang, the hangout for this, but we would have been over the maximum draft age by then, if it were <laughs> World War II. 
All right, so you can check out, if you have, for some reason haven't seen them yet, the Lord of the Rings Rings of Power on Prime, and you can check out House of the Dragon on HBO, HBO Max. Despite my problems with both, I think they're both worth watching, if anything, for the spectacle of the screen. I mean, geez, they just look amazing. And I love a fantasy yeah, story, you know? I just, I love, yeah. I'm reading a fantasy book right now. I like, I mean, it's, it's a genre I really enjoy, and it was unusual to get these both really super premium, expensive shows on at the same time. Yeah, I mean, it definitely brought some interesting, like the fact that, you know, the the battle between Amazon and HBO Max over these two, like the fact that HBO Max put the first episode of House of Dragon on YouTube for free, like the entire episode was just like, as an industry person, like that was like fun to watch, you know? So. I uh, <laughs> I had I had this thought uh, as I was watching one of them recently is that for, what year is it, you know, for 14 years now, we have been saying, I can't believe that there's all these superhero movies. You know, but it became like so like you, like why can't you believe it? It's been the driving thrust right, of yeah. pop culture. But as I was watching this, I was like, Man, I love fantasy shows. Like and we yeah. never got them. It we did, but they were shitty. Like they were yep. cheap. Right. You know, like you'd have to like it Zena. Kevin Sorbo. Yeah. You know, like like they weren't well done and you, like they do their best with their script or whatever, but it, they didn't get good actors, they didn't have money. And now like you got these full on like fantasy shows with dragons and swords and shit. And that is more amazing to me than superhero stuff at this point, you know? And then the yeah. other one is like the, there's a little, they're, they're trying to do like, like a uh, deep sci-fi stuff, you know, with, with Dune and with the foundation and like the few of those, but those aren't catching on, I think in the same way, but like those two things having be things that, that they're spending a lot of money on and putting up front and center is kind of amazing. Yeah. And you never watched wheel of time, right? I'd heard nothing good. No interest yeah. in it. It wasn't good. Was but it was another good? fantasy series, another expensive fantasy show. There's been a bunch of fantasy series that I didn't bother with. I think there was... Well, there's The Witcher on Netflix. Yeah, I, I tried to... I watched like 15 minutes of one of those, and I was like, eh, I don't want this. Well, if you like fantasy, it's a good time, because they're all trying to they're all trying to get yeah. Game of Thrones, they're all trying to get Lord of the Rings, and so there's a lot of them out there. Anyway, that's it for this week's... Uh, this month's show. It was, again, brought to you by the patrons at patreon.com slash ifanboy. Those patrons have unlocked a lot of shows that we do, including this show... Our Booksplode and Talksplode shows that alternate months, uh, that's our graphic novel and interview shows, respectively. Of course, Josh and I always have our weekly Pick of the Week show where we talk about the week's new comics. Ron talks about the world of Android and all about Android every week. Yeah. They moved the button. <laughs> There's no button anymore. You just, you just look at it now, which is better. iPhone got rid of the button, too, and you look at it, but it do it worse. That's, that's basically how that show goes, right? Well, pretty much you nailed it. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yep. <laughs> I don't know the difference between iPhone, but it's worse. <laughs> we'll be back in November for the final media split of the year. And then we'll have our, of course, our annual all media year and roundup in December. And a lot of the shows we've been talking about throughout the year on this show will probably show up again on that show. We're always excited to do that. So thanks for listening. Thanks for being a patron if you were one, for bringing the show to everybody. And until next month, I'm Connor. I'm Ron. I'm Josh. 